Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one. Turn to Luke in chapter 5. You can remain sitting, standing, or lying down, whatever posture you like. I'm not going to read it right away, unless, of course, I do. Whatever posture of prayer and receiving you want to be in, that's fine. So, for me, the presence of the Lord is what evangelized me more than anything. You may be seated. Let's do that. Unless you just can't help yourself, and then you can stand up if you want to. At home, you can be seated or stand up. If you're driving your car, you want to be sure to stay in front of the wheel. We should probably put a warning on, you know. For those of you that do not operate, we should put it on our YouTube and our Facebook. Just put it up before we broadcast. Do not operate high-powered motor vehicles or machinery while listening or partaking of the broadcast. Because supernatural things could happen to you, even on the end of a device or a computer. The presence of the Lord is what evangelized me more than anything truth is I didn't really understand the gospel my eyes were blinded to the truth of his crucifixion and resurrection in my place I didn't understand that I did understand his presence and then even after I came to understand that he died in my place and made a decision to live for him I didn't exactly serve him full on by the way I vacillated maybe like you I had a yo-yo spirit. Down and up, down and up, down and up. Had a lot of healing, a lot of things I had to work out. And then I was stubborn, which is great when you get all your stubbornness in God. It's a great thing. Up until that point, can be rather painful lessons as you go to the divine woodshed over and over for being stubborn and stiff-necked. But when, that all, when all of your strongholds get in him, then you can't be moved from that either. I do believe I've crossed over to that. And Lord, if there's anything else, won't you just convict me so I can put that all on YouTube? David said, I long for your judgments. That's a crazy thing. Pray that prayer. I long for your judgments. Expose everything, God. Reveal anything. Show me anything. The presence of the Lord. And so I I would come into church and having not lived obediently that week, and his presence would come on me. And what I knew it was was God wrapping his arms around me. And now I still love you. I know you spit at me this week. I know you rejected me this week. I know you didn't live for me this week. Here, come here, son. Come here. Come here. You see, immaturity is not the same thing as rebellion. And I had a lot of growing up to do. 
I remember probably 10 years ago, Dr. Morocco was praying over all our pastors at some big conference, and I was like 15th in the line, and he said, you know, how long have you been here? Oh, I've been 25 years. How long have you been? 20 years, 17 years. And I'm trying to figure out how long I had been and how long have I been a part of the church. It's almost to me. And I realized, um, he got to me, how long have you been here, Pastor Daniel? And I realized, all my life. And he laughs. I said, because I didn't have one before I got here. His presence. There's nothing like the presence of God. It's the There's nothing like His presence. There's all kinds of books coming out about hosting the presence. and I don't know. I'm sure they're great. I haven't read any of them. I'm, I'm, I just haven't. I've got other stuff I'm reading. But I, over and over, one of the things that people say when they come here it's like, I've never felt God's presence quite like that before. I had somebody else say to me the other week, God's power is here. When I walk in, if I drive on the parking lot, I feel His power. When I walk in the sanctuary, it's His presence. I, I, I don't think I've felt His presence like that before. My wife and I were, were uh, reflecting some of the times when God's power and presence has come upon us. doing a series on healing, Luke 5, we're going to look at it in a moment, but the presence of God for me, for us, is the main thing. He is, He is the main thing. So if I walk into a room, Pastor Daniel's there, His presence is, He's here, Pastor Daniel, but I like Sounds weird, his presence. But the point is, if his presence is here, he's here. One of the reasons we called ourselves kings is because we believe the king is here. Oh, we don't always respond that way. We don't always think that way. We don't always tune our heart to expect that when we're coming to church on Saturday night, I love, if I could pick on the Haggerty's, I love what one of the things that they do. Saturday night is like a preparation night for the king. So it ain't about movies, ain't about all that. It's about like, man, we're going to church tomorrow. So you get your offering ready, you get your clothes out. You just like, man, I'm gonna go meet with Jesus. I'm going to the presence of the Lord. And you say, well, that's religious. Well, I don't think so. I think it's holy. I think it's a holy thing. I was convicted by that when you first shared years ago. You still do that? I mean, it's like they're getting ready. And I've seen people just so flippantly like, man, I'm going to go to church. Maybe, I, you know, no, no, I'm not going to. No, yeah, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to church. You know, God will touch you in direct proportion to the hunger that you have. And if you're not hungry, then you, you ain't going to get much out of the service. We have our youth here tonight. And... Um, we're so blessed that you all are with us. Had a great camp, I understand. Amen. Everybody's like putting their phones up right now as Pastor walks back here. Because they all remember that time when I put my boot heel on one of them. I'm just kidding. I did snatch somebody's love note or something years ago. 
Y'all are way too more mature for too mature for that. No, y'all don't do that. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm grateful tonight. Yeah, I need, I need to say that. So the presence of God is everything to us. We make decisions based on whether he, his presence is on that or not. We drive our vehicles based on whether he's with us and upon us or not. Some would say, well, it's the peace of God. Yeah, the peace of God, the presence of God, they go together. And if you lose that, come on, when the pillar of fire moved, they moved. When the pillar of cloud moved, they moved. Today, most people just want God to bless whatever they're doing. Instead of actually ask for God's leading and guiding, contending, praying, seeking Him, and being willing to let things go. They're like, okay, okay. So, I mean, how crazy is it that clay would scream from the potter's wheel, hey, the clay on the potter's wheel. Years ago, I think I've shared this, but not too many times, my mama bought me and my two brothers a potter's wheel, moved the dining room table, and stuck this giant potter's wheel. I mean, like a, a big one, you know, with a concrete, a kick wheel. And, and gave us lessons on how to do pottery. You know, the Lord touched me through that, Mom, so profoundly. I've, the Lord's brought that to remembrance over and over. There was something about the clay, the size of the piece of clay that you got, and whether it had enough moisture on it and had enough water in it. And the clay had to be, if you left the bag of clay open, and you know, it got hard which is a good thing if you're done making the vessel, but if you're not done making the vessel, the same sun that hardens clay hardens the heart too. You know, it's a wonderful thing, God's presence and power, but if you're not willing to let him shape you, then you can get hardened towards the things of the Spirit of God if you think he's making something that he shouldn't make. Another message. If you take the clay and if it's off by the, the, the slightest fraction, if it's off and not in the center of the wheel, man, you have to scrape that thing off and you got to center it again because otherwise it does this wobble thing and you just can't quite get it right. It's got to be mostly centered and then you can, with your hands and some water, you can kick that wheel and just begin to, you can kick that wheel and you'd, you'd sit down and, it's, and you'd kick this wheel. i never forget it. I think I want to start doing pottery again maybe. I can, I can feel the clay beneath my hands right now. Lord's hands are on this church and he's, he's, he's forming and he's fashioning things, he's doing things his presence is upon us and sometimes we're, we don't understand, I want to say mostly we see dimly, mostly so I have prophetic insight, yeah maybe you know a speck, you see we all see just a little bit his presence guides us and keeps us centered. His word, the confines of his word, forming us and molding us and making us. And then, and then you might get to a place where, you know, you got to lump out. You got to stop the wheel. If the clay, sometimes clay has, it's, it's not smooth in its consistency and you have, to, you have to pick out like a dry piece of clay that's in there. Has anybody else been pruned? It's another way to see it. 
like, Lord, you can use me. He's all right. Would you hand me the lompers? Hand me the pruning shears. I remember having finished a cup or a bowl. You then take like this piano wire. It's got two, two handles on either side of it. And you put it on the base of the, the platform of which the clay sits. And you, you pull it through, but keeping it tight to the plate. So it doesn't take too much of the, the pottery that you've created off. And you, you cut it, you slice it off. And, and you got to fire it. Sometimes you mess it up and you got to start over. Anybody else felt like a, you got messed up and you had to start over? I'm just grateful tonight. I'm so grateful for your presence, God. So grateful. So grateful for your presence. Interesting thing about pottery. When Jesus left the first supper, the, the, the last supper, I should say, it wasn't the first one, it was the last one. When he left that to go off to Gethsemane, it says, and they went out and they sang a hymn. I don't know where it's in the Gospels. I have to go look it up. They went out and they sang a hymn. Now think about that for a second. He goes out to, he knows he's going to be betrayed. He knows he's taking the sin of the world. He knows he's on his way to the sin of the world begins to come upon him in, in the Garden of Gethsemane, which means oil press. It's where he shed sweat like drops of blood. Let this cup pass from him. He knows he's going to that and he sings a hymn. Do you know pottery, when you fire it, it makes a sound. It, it, it makes a sound. And fine bone china, which I don't know that much about, actually sings. Much hotter temperature, different consistency. And it makes a song when it gets to the right temperature of the china. It cooks properly, it begins to sing. You know what I've found in my own life? Is that when you're in the fire, if you'll just learn to sing, <laughs> if you'll learn to sing, you get out of the fire a lot faster. See me like, how long am I going to be in the fire? Just start singing. When are you going to take me out, Mr. Potter man? In ancient times, in fact, uh, if I had my son here, I'd send him up to go grab a piece of pottery that's on my shelf in my office upstairs. But it's a beautiful teapot that comes from our family, my mom's side of the family, that got destroyed. And I love that teapot. I spent hours and hours and hours gluing it back together. And, uh, okay, Reverend, 
would you hustle up to my office? It's on my bookshelf on the left-hand side. And uh, it's 200 years old. And it's glued. So, Father, we pray, help him. I know we're in Luke 5, and I'm not sure all the places I'm going tonight. His presence is here. Come on, lift your hands. His presence is here. He wants to help you. He wants to heal you. Come on. Put your Instagram up. Put away your phone for a second. Take notes later. Let, let notes be written on the fleshly tablet of your heart by his own finger. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Every other presence drive out. All distractions, God, we pray, remove now. Oh, you are the potter. We are the clay. We are the sheep of your pasture, the flock in your care. Yes, and you're the good shepherd. In ancient times, they didn't have crazy glue, which is... which is what I used on this teapot that's coming downstairs here. We actually have a piece of china that they didn't have crazy glue, any kind of glue, so they use these um, staples, staples, these metal staples. They would actually drill holes and then put these staples in to hold it together nice and tight. You know, we take glue for granted right now. It's like my old friend. I haven't even thought about this thing. It's so long. It's got some dust on it. This is a friend of mine. You remember it, Mom? Looks beautiful. It's, uh, it's, it's real gold. And um, it's a beautiful piece. It really is. And it got, it's in so many pieces but you can't really tell it from there, from where you are. And I spent hours, you remember Pastor Kai? Hours and hours trying to put it together. It was smashed in a box somehow in a moving tragedy. Anybody ever had a moving tragedy? Some of you have been through personally a moving tragedy. In other words, in your soul. was the hardest part right there. Actually, Mama, why don't you hold that? I think that'd be a blessing to you. It comes from generations on her side of the family going back all the way to England before they even got here. Don't break it, Mom. 
Turn to Romans 8. I changed my mind. You know, this is one of those things. I uh, Thank you. You good? Kids good? All right. It's one of those things where I should probably properly prepare this message, but it's just not my style. So I was sitting with my wife and Bishop Bill Ham. Here you go. I was sitting with Bishop Bill Hammond and his daughter under the view of Denali, which is about 100 miles away from Intel Keaton Lodge. Okay. No, no, actually, don't take it back. I might use it again. Somewhere safe. And, you know, someone who's 85 that's been preaching for 60 years who has been used as a pioneer, whether you know him or not, has been used as a pioneer. He's activated 500,000 people in the prophetic. I said 500,000. That would be half a million. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, how is it that I actually get to sit here with this guy right now and, and just serve him and buy his lunch? And um, he starts telling us, I mean, it's like the wind would, if the, you know, whatever the, whatever was going to happen was going to be like this amazing thing for me and my wife. We're like, Lord, it was like, it was like eating lunch with Jesus. That's how we viewed it. I highly esteem him all the way to the top, esteem him. And he starts talking about this new book that he wrote, and it's not out yet. Romans 8. And God's presence was so strong, and we just sat there, and I realized, man. And he dropped what I would call a plumb line revelation. That just brings, you know what a plumb line is? Do we have any builders here? It, it brings, it helps you stay level. Is that right? Am I right, Greg? A plumb line? Helps things stay straight. And in sometimes with this walk with the Lord that we have, we get so concerned about financial provision and and the release of healing and miracles and 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 for you know something that's just going to move us to the next place to fulfill destiny and purpose and nowhere in your nowhere in scripture will you find any exhortation to become wealthy and famous ever you never see it and nowhere in scripture do you see that you have to na- make a name for yourself there's no many of the things that christian Authors and people are running after are not actually that which comes from the heart of Scripture. And, and I, I, at times, I preach a message that is similar to, but it's about the divine assignment in God. It's about a divine assignment. Oh, yeah, I did. It's about a divine assignment. Because all of you, no matter what age you're in, God's got a plan for you, a plan. And the devil wants to take you and twist you and get you offended and get you off. Hey, what's up? Bro, man, you're looking all anointed and good. Give me a hug, man. What's up?
my goodness. Man. Man, thank you, Jesus. Excuse me. Praise break. Just lift your hands and praise him. Look at the transformation in you. That is amazing. You got God all over you. Dude, you're handsome. I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but a man. The haircut. I didn't recognize you. Like, who's that anointed? Hey, it's Chancy. <laughs> Woo! What was I saying? Come on, lift your hands to heaven all across this place. We're just family here. idea what I was saying. Oh, thanks. I didn't hear anything you said, but I got it. We're not exhorting, you know, I have this, this, this message about the divine assignment. This is where those of you that were talking want to listen up because I'll come and embarrass you. That's how I roll. That's why I'm not a youth guy. I love you too much to let you spout off and not pay attention to what I'm about to say. Because if you could hear what I'm about to say, if you could hear what I'm about to say, it'll change your life and it'll help you. For I've seen many men, many women of God lose, lose it all. Flush destiny down the toilet. Just blow it all for, for adultery or for some sin or some offense and get some bitterness or some perversion. And if you could just align this up for just a moment. There's a divine assignment, and if you could understand what real success is, I'm going to say it my way, then I'm going to say it the way the bishop said it. What real success is this. Real success is not making lots of money. It's not getting great grades. It's not having a pat on the back by your mom or your dad or your teacher or your pastor or your leader. It's not getting the, you know, the great scholarship. I mean, there can be wonderful things of achievements. And God has great things for us to do. Come on, those that know their God will do great exploits. But defining what the great exploits are, define what that is. You and I, all of us, those under the sound of my voice tonight are in a, in a training time. This is, this is a vapor. We're just, we're just passing through. And one day your life will be completed. One day it'll be over. O-V-E-R. One day it'll be over. And all the flirting and all the fluff and all the three-shot vanilla lattes with whipped cream, all the, all the trimmings that can be wonderful when rightly added to our lives, they won't count. What'll count and what real success is is at the end, when you stand before Him on the great day of judgment, you, you alone, not your mom, not your dad, not your brother, not your sister, not your boyfriend, not your wife, not your husband, no one, you, you stand there alone, and He looks at you, and He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. To break that into three components, 
This is from my own message, and then I'll look at Romans 8, and this is probably where we're going, and we'll probably never get to Luke 5. Well done. Good. Be good. Keep your heart right. Have good motives. Defined by God's Word is what good is. Well done, good. Be, be good in your thoughts, in your actions, in your motives, in your heart. Faithful. Use the gifts and talents that God has given. You're, you're not going to be compared to somebody else. I used to be so discouraged by watching other preachers. Watching these men of God. I was never discouraged by women, of, women preachers. I just... I only compared myself to men, men preachers. I was set free from the, from the comparison of women preachers, which we believe in and uh, thankful for. I just didn't have a problem. Woman preacher, I'm not going to throw anybody. There's no problem there. It's a girl. But early on in my walk, I compared myself with Rodney Howard Brown. I compared myself with T.D. Jakes. I compared myself with these great men of God that would preach and take one verse of Scripture, blow it up and have revival. And I'm just thinking, Lord! Dr. Morocco. Lord! And the Lord spoke to me and said, you are divine original. You're the, you're, the, you're the best you that there is. And you've got to function in your own unction. You, you don't, you're not like anybody else. Don't try to be like anybody. I had to get set free from the opinions of people. I had to get set free from my own opinion. Now come to find. Listen, when you get the fear of man broken off of you and you get the fear of your own ambition broken off of you, it'll set you free, sweetheart. I wasn't talking to you, Pastor Karen. It's just kind of like a general sweetheart thing. All right. It'll set you free. In Jeremiah chapter 17, there, it says the man who trusts in the arm of the flesh will be like a shrub that doesn't even know when the river's going by. I don't want to be like a shrub. I want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And I want to hear in the end, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Good, faithful. Be the, do the best with the gifts and the talents that you have. And I've found this. If you'll be faithful with what God gave you, he will multiply your gifts, add to your talent, and put anointing on you. you. You can't be measured by the gift or the abilities of someone else. You've only been given the gifts and the talents and the abilities that He gave you. But you take those things and you use them for the glory of God. You be faithful. You do your best to resource yourself and pray and show up on time and ask God to increase you. and Do your very best. Prepare. Prepare. Go out and dig the ditches like in 2 Chronicles 20 or 21. They just don't believe the prophets have prospered. Believe God's word over yourself. Be faithful. Good, faithful servant. Be a servant. You know, I was at kids camp yesterday. And in the course of the half an hour that I sat there, and maybe it was 40 minutes and ate lunch, dinner, There were six kids that I counted that came up to me. Six. I mean, they're, they're elementary school. Am I right? 
parent time. There was three elementary schools, there was three middle school schools, and then two of them were high schools. <laughs> Generally speaking, they were young. And they came up to me and they said, can we get you anything, Pastor? Would you like a glass of water? And I said, uh, no, I'm good. And somebody else, six times, six times it happened. And then finally somebody came and I decided I think I did want water. And then in the next thought, it actually showed up. I didn't actually even ask for it. I'm talking about little ones learning to serve. Listen, if you don't learn to serve, if everybody serves you, Houston, we have a problem. The plumb line. The plumb line of what real success is. Romans 8. And I sat there back with Bishop. This book comes out in November. In Amazon, you can, we pre-ordered ours. And it's called God's Greatest Call. I defined it as what real success is, but God's greatest call. If you understand what God's greatest call is, it ain't about being an evangelist. It ain't about being a business person. It ain't about being a worship leader. It's not, about, it's not about being any of those things that you dream when you were a little girl or a little boy. It's not about any of that stuff, mostly. Some of you might be unusual and have it right. Romans 8, verse 28. Are you all there? And most of us know this. And we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, most of us stop there. So that means no matter what you're going through, he's going to work it. Everybody say he's going to work it. Come on, all the, work, the workmen, tell me. He, he's going he's to work it, right? Mr. and Mrs. Workman going to work it. He's going to work it. So if you'll keep that perspective, but it's what's he going to work it for? Well, let's look at that. Let's look at the scripture. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get it. As the potter says to the clay, you, you're not, you don't understand. So when you go through the rejection of your spouse, you go through the challenge with a sickness or infirmity, you go through times when your friends, who you thought were friends, reject you and try to steal your crush. We got youth here, I'm just saying. We go through times when... when you, you don't know where the money's coming from. You don't know how it's going to work out. Or you, you face a multi-million dollar need like we do for our building project. You're facing, looking for the, the will of God. Knowing the promises of God, which are the basis by which you pray. But understand the plumb line of every circumstances and everything you're going through is to make you more like Jesus. That is the purpose. And so that when that happens, if you can embrace that. So when your friend steals your crush, and I'm not talking about a soda pop, orange soda, for all of you from the 70s. When something goes wrong that you didn't expect, you lovingly face that thing head on, 
and say, then God is working all things together for the good for those that love God. That's me. I love him. And have been called according to his purpose. And I, that's me. Come on, someone say, that's me. Go to the next verse. For those God foreknew, that's me. He's, he, he's known me beforehand. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Every touch, every experience in his presence, in his word, is all to make you like him. It's all to make you like him. Yes, you need to rebuke. Yes, you need to stand on the word. Yes, you need to reject poverty and sickness and disease and stand on the finished work of the cross. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, you need to have boundaries. You know, there's people run roughshod over your life. Yes, all the principles of leadership, all the principles of the word, but understand it's working for you to make you like Jesus. That's the point. The firstborn among many brothers. So if you look at the problem that you're in, are you looking at it like that? Do you look at it like, oh, I rebuke this sickness, this thing, this cancer, this disease, you foul thing, your curse is broken off of my life by the blood of Jesus. Now in the midst of this, I'm going to worship you, God. In the midst of this, make me like you. Make me like you. Thank you. Thank you that you live on the inside of me. Thank you that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Make me work this thing. Let the hands of the potter come upon my life. Lord, let the, the cracks in my vessel, let them, let them be healed by the blood of Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Work your perfect work in my life. Fashion me. Mold me. Make me. Don't be distracted by the things of time and tradition. Don't let the enemy rob you through lust and through greed. Listen, all of the lust and the greed never satisfies. It never satisfies. Ever. You say, I want likers. Doesn't matter how many likers you get, you'll still be empty. You'll still be destitute. You'll still have nothing on the inside of you. Oh, but if you have Jesus. And you look at your life as a vessel to be conformed into his image. We don't always live that way. In ancient times, they didn't have glue, and before they had staples. If there was a vessel like this one, if I can use it as an example that was broken, but it was like a one of one. You understand, like one of five, one of ten, you know, it was, it was rare. It was one of one, rare, one of a kind, and it was broken. They would take, they would take that broken vessel, listen carefully now, I'm closing. And they would bring healing to it, the broken piece of pottery. They would bring healing by taking the blood of the lamb, and they would put that blood all along the cracks of that broken vessel. And they would push it together. And they would bind it together with the blood. This is history. Not crazy glue. Not staples. Blood. They'd bind it together. And they'd put it back in the fire. Refire it. And that blood would work between the clay molecules. Causing a bond. Causing healing. You don't have to stay broken all your life. You can be healed. You can be free. 
You can be delivered from the opinions of people. You can be made whole. It is God's plan for you to be. I know you've been through some things. I know people, I know people sat on you and broke you to pieces like this. I understand. I myself have been through much brokenness. But there's something about, there's something about people that come out of the other side of, of, of being healed. There's a compassion that works in you. There's, there's power that works in you. There's out of the bowels of compassion, says scripture, he's moved. Compassion is a key for healing. So whatever you're going through tonight, as I, as I bring this to a close, allow for God's power and presence, allow for his blood to come upon you, to wash you, and give yourself to the process of being conformed into his image. A broken and contrite heart he will not spurn. He's near to the brokenhearted. And what I love about him is that if it's broken, he can fix it. And um, if it's lost, he can find it. If it's sick, he can heal it. And if it's dead, he can raise it up because he's God. His power is here. His presence is here. Lift your hands all across this place. Come on, lift your hands all across this place. Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, we come before you with these broken places. Listen, if you need healing in your life, right where you are, and it could be in your emotions or your thinking, be in your soul. There's many people here by the word of the Lord. Many people here, your soul is broken. The way you think about yourself, the way you think about Him, there's fractured places on the inside of you, in your soul, in your thinking, your mind, your emotions. And the Lord says, you don't have to stay that way. I've come that you might have life and life to the full. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed, oppressed of the devil. There is a demonic oppression that will try to come upon your life. And you need to be conformed into the image of Jesus like Christ. And in doing that, the demonic oppression will break. You need to learn to take every thought captive and make it obedient. Acts chapter 10, uh, pardon me, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to God at the pulling down of strongholds. We take every thought captive and make it obedient. Every thought. Your thoughts, are, your thoughts are not your own. You've been purchased with a price. And you need, to, you need to steward those. You can't allow for your mind just to think however you, you want it to think. You know, some of you just let it run. I don't just let my mind run. I'm a spirit with a body, not a body with a spirit. My mind doesn't run my emotions and my mind don't run my life anymore. The conformed version... Come on, I don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your 
mind. And if you constantly think on that which is not good, not pure, not holy, not admirable, not praiseworthy, as Philippians says, then you will become what you think. You are what you think. What you eat will affect you, but you are what you believe. Come on one more time, lift your hands to Jesus. If you need healing in your soul, in your physical body, stand all across this place. just lift your hands to heaven. A few more moments, our service will be concluded. Let the Holy Spirit touch you. Let Him touch you right now. Holy Spirit, release your power. Release your fire right now to heal. Holy Ghost, let your fire come. Let your fire come. your miracle power healing right now in the name of Jesus in the name in the name be healed yes oh holy God I affirm to you again the gift of leadership that's upon your life there's so much on the inside of you says the Lord the trials and the challenges that you went through trials and the challenges that you went through. There's books on the inside of you. Holy Spirit, Lord, release your healing touch now. Release your power right now. Fire. Healed and whole. Healed and whole. Healed and whole. Healed and whole. Holy Spirit, touch right now. Healed and whole. Healed and whole. In the name of Jesus, heal. Heidi, Minister Heidi, just sing. Come on, let the Holy Spirit touch. A few more moments, our service is concluded. Right now. Pastors, ministers, go. Go lay hands on people. Those are part of our healing team. Dr. David, go for it. Quickly move from one person to the next. One person to the next. Ready? Good. Touch and agree. Go. In Jesus' name, be healed. The hearts, why don't you help us? Go ahead, jump in, lay hands on folks. Be healed. Be healed. That's it. That's it. I saw that. The whole thing. The whole thing. Lord, right now, in Jesus' name, 
Hannah, help me lay hands on the youth. I don't know if we have any other youth leaders. Go right ahead. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you. Release your power to heal now. Issues of the soul. Lord, heal that broken place in her heart. Heal it right now. Holy Spirit, do it. That's it, sweetheart. Never the same. 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 And I am free. Woo. As you touch me, I, I am healed. I, I am whole. And I am free. As you touch me, be healed. Be free. I am healed. To be conformed to the image of God. I break off the opinions of others over your life. I break off misconceptions and distortions about your loving Heavenly Father. I pray tonight, release the spirit of wisdom and revelation and healing power. Thank you. Power from head to toe right now, from head to toe, working all things together for good. Thank you. Thank you. Healing power of God. You're the clay. You're the potter. Luke 5 and 15 says, And the power of the Lord was present to heal. His power. The presence of the Lord is another way to say that. The presence of the Lord was there to heal. His presence is here to heal. Let him heal you. Come on, one more time. Just take 60 seconds and just let him touch you. Or you can stay stubborn, broken, and addicted. It's your choice. I think you should let him heal you. It's way better life. Way better. Thank you that you're working everything after the counsel of your will. That we who are, who we who you foreknew, have been predestined to be conformed into the image of your Son. May we see every trial, every challenge, every obstacle, all the blessings. Perhaps persecutions, everything that we face. Pressed down, but not crushed. Persecuted, but, but not abandoned. Never forsaken. 
May we see all of these things working for us. A far exceeding weight of glory, both now and the age to come. If you will respond rightly to the trial that you're in tonight, it'll release a greater anointing on your life right now to minister and help people and greater anointing and reward in the age to come. Live for another age, not this one. This is an internship. This is momentary light affliction that you take authority over, that you pray. It's your release of God's power, but it's working for you. Come on, someone say work it. Work it. It'll work for you, a far exceeding weight of glory if you'll respond and see it as God doing, making you to be conformed to the image of his son. The whole world needs to see Jesus, and you're the only Jesus some people will ever see. Did you get something from the Lord? I did. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place in that condition. Want to give your life to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him? All across this place, you say, that's me. Want to get right with God first time or recommitment? Or perhaps you just want to be assured of your salvation if you fit in any of those three categories. Giving your heart to Jesus for the first time or making a recommitment to him. Or number three, you just want to be sure. All across this place, those online, you say, that's me, Pastor. You want to be included in this prayer. You want to receive Jesus for the first time. Recommit or just be assured. On the count of three, would you slip your hand up? One, two, three. Do it now. God bless you all the way in the back. Thank you for your honesty. God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, son. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand all the way in the back. I see that hand on that side. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. God bless you. I see that hand over on this side. Wonderful. If you raised your hand and you're serious, we never want to embarrass anybody. We protect people's dignity. But the Word of God says this. The Word of God says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. But if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you. So I'm going to invite you, and there's others that are coming with you. You will not be alone, and I won't embarrass you. But I'm going to invite you. If you raise your hand and you're serious, for real, step out from where you are. Meet me up front right now. Come. Just come all across this place. Well, church, I think you ought to put a hand clap together. Come on, just come right here, right up, right all the way up front. All right, boys. Hi, Pastor Daniel. Nice to meet you. That's awesome. Anybody else, you can come right now. Come on, come. Come, come, come. Okay, you're going to give your life to Jesus. You're going you're to give your life to Christ. Now, if you didn't respond and you know you need to be up here, it's not too late, you can come right now. If you're, on if you're online, you're listening by the podcast in the future, pull your car over, do whatever you need to do, get along with God. Pray this prayer right out loud. You ready? You ready? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. 
Forgive me of all of my sin. And come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. Break every chain and every bondage. And use my life for the purpose for which I was created. Give me a hunger for the Word of God and the things of the Spirit. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Thank you for loving me. Go ahead, tell him. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Ghost, I pray, come upon these. Break every chain. Break every bondage. Release your power right now. In the name of Jesus. For the past six years, the enemy has been hunting you down like a dog just snapping at your heels. Over and over and over, many, many times, you went through things where you shouldn't be standing here, you shouldn't be alive, but God has spared you. And He calls you both by name. And he calls you out. And He frees you right now in the name of Jesus. Just both of you lift your hands. In the name of Jesus. It'll be easier now. minister to him. Lord, fill these. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost if you have that freedom. If you don't, ask God to fill you with the Spirit. been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Ask Him to give that to you now, right now. Be filled. Be filled. Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Do it. The Lord says, I have so much for you. So much for you. I've given you prophetic sight. Dreams and visions are your portion. Some of the, sometimes the enemies come to try to really bring uh, a disruption to your heart and a disruption even into your spirit through dreams. And the Lord says tonight, I'm changing the channels for you. And, and you're going to begin to have dreams of my presence, my power. There... The Word of God says that angels encamp around the righteous. That's you. Because you've given your heart afresh to me, says the Lord. And I'm releasing angelic help to you. And that which is impossible with man is possible with God. The Lord's touching your physical body too. 
And I see him breaking off trauma, things that you went through. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Healing balm. Healing balm. You got leadership on you. A beautiful plan I have for you, says the Lord. Thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Put your hands together for Jesus right now. All right. I've got some people around you, if you would. We're going to help you grow in the things of God. They're going to get some information from you to help you. We're going to help you grow in the things of the Lord. Amen. How many of you think that would be right? If a baby was born, you'd want to pick that baby up and make sure they get fed and grow up big and strong. Did you get something from Jesus tonight? Wonderful. Lift your hands to heaven. Hannah Bracken, why don't you come and close us in prayer tonight? Come on, just pray a blessing over all the people. So glad you turned out. Don't miss Sunday morning. Don't miss Sunday night. It's going to be awesome. Times of prayer. You'll be praying for our children's camp. Come on, Hannah. Lift your hands to heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. God, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. You're so worthy of all of our honor, all of our worship. Lord God, I thank you so much for the things that you did in this service. I ask that you would just continue to move this week in every single life that was here. I thank you for the lives that you've touched today. I ask that, the, that we would walk in victory, that we would walk in authority this week, that you would continue to move, that you would bring breakthrough in, in finances, that you would bring provision, Lord God, that every prayer request would be answered this week. Jesus, we give you glory in honor and praise and I thank you for who you are in the name of Jesus Amen Thank you for joining today's podcast If God is impacting your life through this ministry you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one